You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is sponsored by Clean Juice, a certified organic nutrition and wellness bar with more than 100 locations in development in 16 states. Learn more at cleanjuice.com. Welcome to episode 23 of The Collected Podcast with Jess Biondo, Tia McNelly, Michaela Hooper. Today on the podcast, we have Kim Honeycutt, who blew me away. She is the second ranked psychotherapist mm-hmm. in all of Charlotte, yep, in yep. the greater Charlotte area. And the way she shares her story and overcoming shame in her life. Mm. I mean, so many times in this, when I was listening, I wasn't in the interview, but listening, I just got chills. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited yes. for what you're about to hear. And yeah. I, like, you guys, you have to become a patron because we did an extended version of this interview. And if you are a patron, even paying as little as $1 a month, you have access to this interview. And I highly recommend you go and sign up while you listen yes. so you can keep listening because yeah. it just gets better. Mm-hmm. But- we give you some... Some free therapy. Not yeah. totally free, because you're probably paying a dollar a month. At least. But, but maybe you're paying 25 or 150 depending on your tier. Oh, yeah. We'll take yeah. We'll take whatever, whatever you want to give us. <laughs> so on that note, yeah, here's our interview with Kim Honeycutt. Kim, welcome to The Collected Podcast. Tia, I'm so excited to be here. One, that you have like a respectable job. Well, it's so, not fully a job because we don't actually get paid. But I'm, 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 I'm living that hey though. Hey yeah. Hey, 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 <laughs> One day. Hey, hey. Right. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's coming. But no, thank you for letting me be here. I'm telling yes. you what y'all were doing is on fire. Oh, thank you. I'm telling you, I'm listening to your podcast and, and just seeing the Instagram post, everything. Like mm. I can feel it. That's awesome. And so I've been praying for y'all daily, Thank every you. day, for your listeners, for what y'all are doing, Thank because you. it's powerful. You're, you're bringing truth, mm-hmm. same truth, but when different voices and different life experiences to yes. so many people. Yeah. So just, I love what you're doing. Thank just you. keep doing it. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it takes great courage. And I can say the same to you. You could, but yes, you haven't. But I'm gonna. Okay. Right now. Okay. I'll be quiet. It. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kim, so I um, had the pleasure of getting an early copy of your mm. book because you were so sweet to send it to me and write me a nice note in the front. I have yeah. her book here in front of me. It's called But Your Mother Loves You How to Overcome the Cycle of Toxic Love and Live Your Life Without Shame. Wow. Yeah. And so here's where I'd love to start with our questions. If you could tell us a little bit, I know it's probably hard to encapsulate your upbringing, but. Mm you know, kind of encapsulate that for us a bit and tell us about kind of how that led to you writing this book and you discovering your passion. I know that was a lot, so let me know if you need to go back. No, I'm good. Thanks. So, so, I mean, really, a lot of my childhood just sounds normal. It looks on the outside normal. Uh, My dad's an attorney. My mom is just a beautiful woman from from Panama, from a different country. And so from the outside, everything really looked good. Mm. And I just started really struggling with rejection. Mm. There was other trauma in my life. But my mom just couldn't bond with me. And the main thing I say to people, try to explain that, and that's the cover of, of the book, is it was like as a little girl, my hands were up reaching for her and her back is to me. Mm. And there was times that she would reach for me and other times, most summers, where she wouldn't. And I knew she could parent because she parented my brother, but she rejected me. Mm. And so what I did is that I, at the age of 11, found something that made me no longer care 
mm. or feel like I was being controlled by what she was doing to me. And so at age 11, I became a daily drinker. Wow. And it just 11. Yeah, mm. late bloomer, I know. I know. <laughs> Such a slow learner. Yeah. And so at age 11, like I just started drinking. And, and, wow. and then after that was whatever you put in my hand, whatever it was, it didn't matter. I just needed something in me mm-hmm. to not feel the pain of having mm-hmm. a care, caretaker that didn't care. And so I really, I just spent years getting so just enmeshed with shame and blame and rejection mm. and, and just so much sin that I just got, there was no self. Like I was just absolutely lost. And I couldn't imagine a day without a drink. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't want to be alive. Mm. Wow. I remember I used to wake up and I would realize when I woke up that I was still alive and I would just start cussing God out because mm-hmm. I just didn't want to be here. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to function each day. So all I knew how to do was take a drink. Wow. You know, now, granted, during this, I go to an exceptional college. You know, I'm functioning academically. I, I'm fairly gifted thanks to my dad's. And I had hard work and diligence, and I got things done. But I could not, I, I couldn't stand myself. Mm. Wow. You know, I, I call it self-hatred, but there's really no self. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. And so at the age of 24... I was once again placed in a in a treatment center, mm-hmm. and once this, again, meaning that had happened before. numerous times. Okay. Like the first time I was inpatient, I was seventeen. Okay. And I'll tell you this quick: that God did things for me before I knew Him. When all I could do, the only time I said His name was to take His name in vain. Wow! Or if it's because I came in to in a hospital bed and there was a police officer by my side arresting me, and I would pray then. Like, but I, I had no regard for him. I did not know who he was. I wasn't raised in church. And so I, today I know he was always there for me. Even when I was in a treatment center at 17, he did things for me. Mm-hmm. He set things up for me for what college to go to, what I should major in. Like He did all these things, and I didn't know him, care about him or me. I didn't have to. I mean, he's that big of a God. I right. mean, he's, he's a daddy. Right. Like, he, he went to hell to pursue me, yeah. to get me. It didn't matter that I wasn't looking for him. Right. Yeah. He had me the whole time. Come on. So at age 24, came to in a detox center, second time I'd been there in, in a week. And I'd left the first time because they said I couldn't drink there. I thought that was outrageous, so I just <laughs> marched on out. And so the second time, I came to and... and and I just remember, I, I looked around, and so many times when I'd come to in a hospital, there was someone there. There was my dad was there, or a nurse was there, or someone there that, whatever reason, just distracted me. And this time, I looked around, and no one was there, and I called out, God, help me. Mm-hmm. And so that's such a simple prayer, but it's profound because it's the first time I'd said, and I didn't understand it then, I said, Lord, I'm worthy mm-hmm. of you helping me. Wow. I didn't even know that's what I was saying, but I was saying I, I'm, I'm worthy. I'm in agreement with your sure. love for me wow. right now in this moment. And my life has never, ever been the same. Wow. So in a moment, in that moment, something yeah. shifted. Something shifted. Wow. Now, it's been incredible hard work to not pick up a drink and not just destruct, right? Sure, like right. It's, this is 23 years in. Right. And, and really just what I've learned is I have so been controlled by my fear of being rejected again mm. that I no longer made it about self or even knowing who God said I was, I, I just did behavior. I just mm-hmm. did anything so I wouldn't be rejected again. Oh, All right, wow. so I would overthink. 
I would decide things for you. I would do. Th- I would overcare for you. I would undervalue me tremendously and overcare for everybody else, just because I didn't want to ever be, ever feel that rejection again. Mm-hmm. I had no idea I was rejecting myself the whole time. Wow. Right. And so it, I just I've learned. I've just had to learn so much that my emotional needs matter. It didn't matter to my mother, but they matter to God, and they're from Him. Mm-hmm. And so I I've just learned how to make my own needs of knowing that I matter, of knowing that I am worthy and not being controlled by that shame, how to bring that to fruition, how to, how to support, feel his support and feel his love and, and slowly receive yeah. his love, really slowly learn how and to receive his how love. How did you do that? Like on a practical mm-hmm. level, if somebody's struggling with, with not feeling worthy of God's love or, yeah. or really dealing with shame, like what, what would be one or two practical things that you could say to them? Yeah, that's a lot of things, but this is, this is, such a part of a one, I work the 12 steps. Yeah. So here's part of my issue with the church, if I'm allowed just to You're say You're allowed this. to All say right. that. Yes, please do. So while I was drinking and drugging, people came to me and said, hey, Kim, there's a God that loves you. He loves you so much. He sent his son for you, his son to be crucified, to bury all your pain and to be resurrected. You're that worthy. And at the age of 24, I went to agreement with that. I said, okay, you're right. I am that worthy. And then people in the church said, now stop thinking about yourself and go serve God. Oh. So I, here's the thing. You will never get to your best self if you neglect yourself. That's Amen. so true. Right? Nothing in your life will get to the best if you neglect it. Yep. Right? So now I'm being told by church members, don't pay yourself any attention. Just go be of service. Yeah. And people in AA said, you have nothing to offer. <laughs> You ain't got nothing, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know? And so I worked the 12 steps, which taught me how to clear the wreckage of my past, how to get that rejection, shame, and blame, everything that Christ had died for, mm-hmm. how to get that out of me, get rid of that residue, mm. so that so instead of carrying that, I had open arms, Yeah, yeah. right? So if we're going to be of service for the Lord, if we're going to go out and do things for Him, it's, it's not service... But you know, before self, it's service from self. Yes. Yeah. Right. You better know who you are if you want to know your calling and your purpose. Yeah. Right? Amen. So I think the You're biggest thing. All right. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that keeps us from our true calling, true purpose, is fear of being rejected. Mm. So we just go in behavior. Mm-hmm. We don't go into godly character. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. So my godly character means that I am in agreement with God of who He says I am. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's going to be something from truth. So what has to happen is when I feel that fear of rejection, I have to take a second and pause instead of doing what I've always done, right, which is just going to be behavior mm-hmm. for somebody. I have to stop and decide if I truly could feel God's confidence and strength, be who he says I am, what would I do right now? And whatever it is, it's going to be me taking care of my emotional needs. Mm-hmm. What am I do next to say I'm in agreement with the Lord that I matter, that I'm worthy of his love? Wow. And so that slowly starts changing. So again, I'm not I'm no longer living for people's approval. I'm living right. for Him. Right. Yeah. Right. It shifts the way, actually, the way you behave. Absolutely. That's right. So then your Absolutely. behavior is not based upon acceptance or that's right. approval or. That's right. My day is not dictated or, by you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's coming from a place of awareness of who you right. are in Him. That's right. And um, gosh, Kim. That was a lot of so really powerful. Good stuff. Like, I got more, girl. I, I know believe, you do. <laughs> I believe, and I know our listeners know it too. So I think that kind of leads to. So, w- what's your day job? Because yeah. it's, it's oh, clear to oh, me sorry, here sorry, you sorry. talk. But what are yeah, you yeah. doing for so a living? I, I'm a psychotherapist. Okay. Yeah. So I spend ten hours of my day one on one with people. I 
love it. Honestly, I get to watch people, you know, because this is how I visualize it. So when I think about Christ on the cross, his arms horizontally are stretched out. He's holding every bit of rejection, shame, and blame in the world, right? And so people walk in, and you can't, when someone has something in their hands, you can't completely hug them, yeah. right? And so, so they're gonna, they come in because they, they're carrying all this shame and blame, but they come in because of their behavior, because they're drinking too much, because they're fighting with their husband, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So that behavior shows me where the rejection, shame, and blame is. Mm-hmm. And we set that down. We bury that. Mm-hmm. And then they rise up. And then there's a resurrection, right? Ooh, that's got to be fun to watch. Every oh, day. it's amazing. Goodness. It may take years, but it doesn't matter because God's love for them is the same all the way through, Amen. right? I just get to walk beside them. And I don't make it about me. It's their journey. I just sure. have an honor to be the vessel to walk yeah. beside them in that. That's but awesome. how awesome, too, that you yourself, which I think is key, you've experienced the, the freedom. Absolutely. And you're, and you're continually walking it out and growing in that. And so yeah. then you get to be a conduit for other people right. who are in their process. Right, that's right. And that's you get right. to come alongside of them. Yes. And, I mean, there's just so much freedom. Like, listeners, when she came through the door today, it was like <laughs> some <just> freedom <laughs> in the house. Yes. <laughs> That it was like another level of freedom. So it's so true. Yeah, it's yeah. Good to carry I love that. that. Yeah. And so, when did you recognize your your unique purpose of helping people get free from shame? Yeah. So it's a great question. It's been such it's been such a slow process mm-hmm. because if I had known it was going to be this good, <laughs> I would have gotten drunk. Seriously, wow. I, I, I didn't think I was worthy of this. Like, it's been such a slow process of mm-hmm. God teaching me this. But once I started realizing that people sitting in my office or people sitting in the AA meeting with me, what we had in common was shame. We all, we all bought the lie that we you know, were unworthy. Mm-hmm. See, shame tells me I'm unworthy. Blame tells me i got to spend all day proving that I am. Oh, man. Right? I mean, talk about a pattern. Talk about, mm-hmm. like, being captured. Yeah. And it, and I'll go back to the Garden of Eden. It's all in there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the first thing the enemy did was go to Eve and get her to reject who God says she was, mm-hmm. which led to behavior. And then they went and hid because of shame and blame, right? It's like what Bev says. Yeah. Bev Merle, our friend Bev Merle, talks about the unholy trinity of shame, fear, and rejection in the yes. Garden. Yes, yeah. yeah it sounds go. like you yes. guys have a really similar yeah. thought process there. Absolutely. And yeah, so, she, you would love her books. Yeah. Oh yeah, excellent. Yeah. We'll yeah. hook you up, and we'll put it in the show notes, guys. Whoop, whoop. Okay. Whoop, whoop. Her book is actually one of her books is called um, uh, "Speak Life and Shut the Hell Up." Amen. <laughs> yeah. That's literal. Like you really are to me. Like shut. Getting like hell shutting hell quiet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The only one that wants you overthinking all about behavior, being so worried about everybody else in this world, is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not what God has for mm-hmm. us yeah. at all. And so if we don't spend time with ourselves and know who He says we are, we'll never get there. Yeah. We're just going to stay in behavior. Right. Have you guys ever noticed that the exact same Bible verses on every single clean juice product? Mm-hmm. I love that. It's pretty awesome. It's 3 John 1, verse 2. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. And I love that because it so closely aligns with who we are at Collected. And so we love partnering with Clean Juice Mm -hmm. um, and having them as our sponsor for the podcast. They are one of the fastest growing franchises in the U.S. Yes, with how many locations? They have 50 active locations and then over 100 total in development in 16 states. That is amazing. And guess what, folks? Oh. You could be a franchisee. If you are interested, just go to the Clean Juice website, mm-hmm. check it out, 
Um, it is not as big of an investment as you think, <laughs> believe it or not. It really is a great business opportunity. So mm. go in and look into that and check out the numbers. And they're phenomenal people <sighs> to work with. Incredible. Actually, we, we have the pleasure of going to church with Kat and Landon Eccles. Mm-hmm. They are phenomenal people. So download their app. You can pre-order, um, rack up reward points. Love the yeah. reward points. Yes, mm-hmm. so good. One of my favorite things um, is the slushy one. This one is also super kid-friendly. Oh, yeah. Healthy option for adults, but kids love this one. It's more of a slushy yeah. um, than a full smoothie. And don't forget, every Monday with the purchase of a regular size oh, right. uh, drink or mm-hmm. I think even with uh, bowls and yeah. stuff, and kids get a free smoothie, you guys. Check out Clean Juice. Talk to us a little bit about more about your mom because that's um, such a central part of your book um, is right. your your struggle with coming to a place of healthy relationship with your mom. And right. thank you so much for putting that in the beginning of the book. Oh, thanks. Because I needed the hope. Yeah. Going yeah. into that right. story. So, you know, it is a story that this is a mother-daughter reconciled. But I want you all to know that if you're here, if you're hearing this, and you're in a toxic relationship, unless you hear it from the Lord directly, do not go to them looking for your salvation. Do not go to them looking for hope. Mm. Because He healed me first. Yeah. yeah, And taught me how to interact with her. So my mom wanted very little to do with me. I remember being at college for about a month. And I called home, and my mom said, there's no one here that wants to talk to you. Mm. I said, okay. Hung up, and I just got drunk, right? So I didn't feel those words, the gravity of that for right. years and years. All right. Uh, but she just wanted very little to do, to do with me. And so I would call and say, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. She's like, don't come here. I don't want to see you. I would just call and say hi. And she'd pick up the phone and say, I really don't want to talk to you and hang up. So I won't, sooner or later honored that, right? Because the Bible calls us to honor your mother and father. He didn't say honor mental illness. He didn't say enable people to stay, to stay toxic in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So my way of honoring her was to keep a distance. And when I was around her, to do everything I could to, to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And so in time, God told me it's time to reconcile with your mom. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you knew her first. Why don't you go talk to her? You. <laughs> <laughs> She's yours. Why do I have to talk to her? You oh, know? my goodness. And, uh, and he just said, like, this is, this is time. I'm going to teach you how to talk to her, how to mm-hmm. call her, because... He didn't let me go around her trying to change her. Yeah. Right? He, he changed me. So I went into it so she couldn't change me. That's mm-hmm. what we do, right? That's what I did for years. She was the sickest person I knew. And I still went to her for my health. Mm-hmm. I would watch her waiting for her to get better so then I could get healthy. I needed her to see what she did to me. Mm-hmm. But she's the one that did it. So how was she going to see what happened, mm-hmm. right? So I, yeah. I had That's to, heal, right? Yeah, I, I had to take care of myself mm-hmm. and, and not let the toxic person lead the relationship. Right. And that's what so many of us do. We let the sickest person we know lead the direction we're going in. Mm. So I had to give it all to the Lord. And he slowly had to. And it was, it was tough. Mm-hmm. It was really, really tough. I love where it got us. Our conversations now are absolutely hilarious. As I said, my mother's from a different country. She's only been here for 60 years, so she doesn't speak the language great. Give her time. So the things that she <laughs> says and how she understands things, it's yeah. really, really comical. Give us an example. Um, like, I'll say something to her, and she'll say, you better know, not go put that on iTube. <laughs> okay, mother. Um, she has an accent occasionally. That's just a video. 
the boulevard. It's just cute. Yes. It's just cute. Well, guess yes. what? I would have never gotten to those cute words. Yeah. Right? Where she is now. Where I can just right. love her and be there for her. Yeah. Um, it, if, one, I hadn't gotten better myself, mm-hmm. and my yeah. dependence went on God and not her, God yeah. will never bless a dependence on a person. Nope. It's not going to do it. Yeah. I had to be dependent on, he, he's my source, and then it all comes from him. Yeah. Right, but I was going to her for her to be my source. Mm. So he changed that first, and so now we can have these conversations. They're just comical and cute, and it doesn't matter what she says. It it, it doesn't hurt me, right? Because I'm his. And if it does hurt me, I can deal with it, right? But it's rare. It's rare that she hurts me now. That's good. Yeah, it took a long time. Up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You have to have your strategies to know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you decide that? your role in people's lives um, professionally should be as a psychotherapist? So when I was in treatment center age 17, Mm -hmm. I was filling out an SAT form, and everybody in my family were Gamecocks. Go Cox! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so that's where my dad went to law school. My brother was there as well. My uncle, so we're all a bunch of Gamecocks. We absolutely hate Clemson, and it's not a sin to hate (laughs) Clemson. I'm glad we cleared this up, everybody. Okay. okay. We're good. And so... If we start getting I, hate mail. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because they hate Clemson, too. We don't right. have a team sponsor. Okay. <laughs> right. We're, We're just right. saying. <laughs> so I was feeling sexy uh, form, but I'm in a treatment center, and it said Columbia College. And so I thought that was University of South Carolina. Okay? So I circled it. So my SAT scores went to Columbia College, not USC. So I ended up at Columbia College, a private women's Christian college. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I I find out it's a great school. So I go, I'm there, I don't know, two months, three months, whatever it is. And I'm looking through a directory. You know, all my friends, everybody's in there. And I got to me, it said Kim Honeycutt, had a picture of a a koala. That's our mascot. (laughs) I know, I know, girl, many jokes. (laughs) And underneath my name beside the koala, it said my major was psychology. I remember saying out loud, huh, I didn't know that. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) I didn't know. So now I know the Lord did that. Like he, I guess he, he wrote that in there. So I majored in psychology. Oh, my that's it. That's amazing. the truth. That's that the truth. Now so I was drunk incredible. every day. I didn't believe in him. I didn't pursue him. But he decided we sitting in a treatment center at the age of seventeen. And by the way, I got kicked out of that treatment center because they said I was too mentally ill to be there. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And today, today, and I say this to brag about the Lord. Today, I'm I'm ranked the second best psychotherapist in Charlotte, North Carolina. That Come on, awesome. right? Like that's that's God right there. It is. Yeah, that's giving into Him instead of giving in the shame and blame. That is amazing. Yes. Redeemer, right? Yes. That's yeah. redemption. Yeah. Right yeah. There. So that's the word redemption. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So wow. that that was my path. Mm-hmm. Was that? And then I was seeing a psychotherapist after I've been sober for a little while, and um, I said, What do I do now? Like I'm sober. I'm really enjoying listening to people in AA meetings. I'm getting a kick out of this. I'm learning about myself. And she said, why don't you go to University of South Carolina, hmm. go Gamecocks, <laughs> and get your master's oh, in social work and be a therapist just like me. And that's exactly what I did. Wow. Yeah, I knew enough then at that point when something like that comes towards you, you just receive it. You don't question it. You don't, like, like I knew enough to get out of the way. Yes. Right? And just follow them. Yes. And that's how it happened. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. And so now you, you're with your patients. Yes. During the day. Yes. Five days a week. Yes, and then for long hours. You are long yes, hours. long hours. Yes. But then you are also running a nonprofit yes. called ICU Talks. That's yes. correct. Where I had the pleasure of speaking last you year. You killed it so. too. It was fantastic. So incredible. Was fantastic. What an incredible ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. And um, you invite people to share their stories and 
basically just give God glory mm-hmm. for what He's done in their lives. Right. And it's tell us more about your vision for that nonprofit and and where you envision that going in the future. Yeah, I would love to. So ICU Talks is a mental health speaking ministry, and we want to end the stigma of mental health, particularly in the church. Yeah. Because people get told pray more. Um, if you have anxiety, just cast it on the Lord, mm-hmm. and it'll just go away. And if you're depressed, then read your Bible more. Like, I, like it was, there's too many people who are struggling. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to create a platform, similar like the TED Talks, where people could come and share their, their testimony who have never shared before mm-hmm. and have a way of getting free. Because, like, when, we get, when you get publicly shamed, you need to be publicly healed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got a platform for that. So people can come and share their testimony. And it does more for the speaker half the time than it does for the mm-hmm. audience, right? We're finding that with our guests, too. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's very organized. So if you want to come, it's the third Tuesday of each month. We meet at Mosaic Hope Center because they're the church that was open to us. Mm-hmm. They did not deny that we have mental health problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's so in it's, Charlotte. It's in Charlotte. Yep. And icutalks.org is our website or icutalks.com if you want to check us out. But... Please know, like, it's very organized. You're not going to be the speaker. You just come in the audience. <laughs> like, people get so panicky when I say speaking. Maybe someday, like, right? Maybe yes, someday. they can. They can audition. Like, yeah. we're, we're booked out for the year. Yeah, okay. Um, but they can definitely audition and be a part of what we're doing. But we just want people to know, like, you, you can have suicidal thoughts and love the Lord. Yeah. yeah. You can take medication what? for your bipolar disorder what? and be madly in love with the Lord. Wow. And why are, we, why are we not talking about that openly? Right, yeah. Why would that be a secret? The enemy wants it to be a secret. Exactly. Uh, no one, I, don't, I want the world to know. Nobody yes. hides that yes. they take a Taurus statin for their high cholesterol. Right, right. Diabetic. Right. You can yeah. take your insulin in public. You pull right. out your how doll and everybody's going to yeah. hit the floor and right. throw Bibles at you. Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Try and knock it out of you. Right. Oh, my gosh. Right. Oh, my goodness. So I want, the, I want mm. the, to end that. That's why we call it mental health instead mm-hmm. of emotional struggle. Yeah. We've got people say that's too harsh or it's got a negative connotation. I yeah. don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're yeah. just going to yeah. say it. We're going to call it what it is. You can say physical health. Right. Right. Yeah. We're going to say mental health. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I love yeah. it. That's really good. It's um, it's putting it and bring it into the light. That's right. So it's, you know, it's bringing, it's bringing transparency yeah. to something that has been, like you said, it's, it's hidden so much of the time mm-hmm. or it's yes. this, yes. it's this very hush hush thing. Yes. And I think... To me, what it sounds like the ICU talks is a safe place yeah. for people to just to be, right. to be where right. they're at, and to That's come right. in as they are, and to hear from other people who are walking yes. in in freedom. Yes. And um, like, what an what an amazing ministry that yeah. that yes. God has put on your heart and yeah. that you're walking in. That's so cool. Yeah, and there's so and, many people helping to make yeah. this happen. So so grateful. That's great. For, yeah. yeah. And so you also have um, your own speaking engagement this year coming up with yes. TEDx, right? Yeah. Well, I no, I was a TEDx speaker in 2017. Oh, oh. I yeah. thought that you had a, a. I looked online. I thought you had one coming up in 19. No, no I have a bunch of speaking engagements. I do. Oh, good. Which is great. It's fantastic. Good. Um, but what all do you have going on this year? So I'm speaking at ICU Talks February 19th. Okay. Which will probably be after this is done. Yep. Um, I speak at Mosaics. I'm the I'm this second in charge communicator at Mosaic okay. Church. How crazy is that? That's awesome. February twenty fourth, March first through third. I'm keynote speaker at a Methodist conference cool. in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, a Glow Ministry, the end of March, 
Um, speaking at Mosaic in April and speaking at Mosaic in the end of May as Man, well. Book, right? Yeah, like That's it's awesome. great. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. so much good stuff to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love so it. So the focus of your talk in 2017 with TEDx Charlotte, what was well, shame. I yeah. actually got to go talk about shame. It was absolutely fantastic. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great experience. I would never do it again. I mean, to say like it's an really? arduous. Oh, it's very arduous. It's yeah. nine months. It's nine months of your life. Wow. Yeah, and so, but We've a had huge two other honor. TEDx speakers that yeah. said that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have my sister, Lucretia. That's right. On here. So she and I did it together. Yeah. She's oh, definitely okay. my sister. Yeah, okay. we did it together. Yeah, it's fantastic. Awesome. But and it, it Molly a, Grantham was last year. Yes. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. She, Molly just spoke. Yeah. So it's a great opportunity. And it's, it's, a, it's an honor. That's so great. Yeah. I love it. So what are, what are some practical things that you could share with our listeners just about um, walking in your relationship with the Lord and just like the, the fullness of who he is in you. Like what are practical things that you do to cultivate that? Yeah. Good question. Tell you the very first thing I do when I wake up is I immediately hit my knees. Mm -hmm. I don't want one second of self-will, right? I just want to give myself to the Lord. I surrender to him immediately and pray. And so that's my, my initial surrender. It's part of it. I think it's so important because we are saturated in lies Mm-hmm. From our past, but mm-hmm. also just every day looking at social media, just being around people, you hear lies a lot yeah. that you have to hear truth. Mm-hmm. And so I listen to y'all's podcasts in the morning. I listen to Christian music. Um, I read my Bible or do a Bible journal. Yeah. I do whatever it is to really just know, be reminded mm-hmm. of who he says I am. Mm-hmm. What I knew first is who my mom said I was, which was somebody who wasn't worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's no longer her responsibility. Mm-hmm. For anything that happens to me. Mm-hmm. So it's my responsibility to consistently just bathe myself and be, know that I'm worthy of his love. Mm-hmm. So I just think whatever you're, you're doing out there, figure out what brings the lies in because that's the false self. Mm-hmm. Those are the lies that come from rejection, shame, and blame. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to be in our godly character, we're going to be our resurrected self, then we have to just rain down truth on top of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, and learn boundaries. Learn to say no. Yes. yes. They know a lot. Kim's very close to the mic right now, guys. Sorry. I just really am emphatic She about feels that. serious about that. Yes. Yeah. It's biblical. <laughs> just let you know. It's true. It's Matthew 5, 47, I do believe. It says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond that is from the evil one. Mm. So when you go to over-explain why you're answering somebody the way you are, You've gone into your shame and blame. Just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Y'all, that right wow. there is practical. Preach. That's good Preach. stuff. Preach. <laughs> oh, Kim. Wow. Can we just hang out more? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, we're going to have to wrap this interview. What? I know. But what? here's the thing, more listeners. <laughs> we're going to continue this conversation with Kim over on Patreon. Oh, good. So if you become a patron for as little as $1 a month. Yeah you can get access to our continued conversation. But for now, we're going to say goodbye and we'll meet you back here next week. Thanks, Kim. Thank you, Kim. Thank you all. What an honor. Thank you. Yeah. That was such a just powerhouse of an interview. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think she, obviously, I mean, she sits and helps people live their life every day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. she's just a wealth of wisdom and advice and um just goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's so freaking funny. Yeah. She's hilarious. <laughs> she's so funny. The thing that I love about her is um, she's very transparent. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's speaking from a place of freedom. Yep. You know, and I think that that's um, 
such an awesome thing that we we actually get to experience. It's like part of the overflow, right? You know, like it just comes because we we're becoming more and more free in who we are as people. Yeah. And as that happens, it just trickles over into yeah. everyone else. Mm. And yeah, she ushered freedom into the yeah. room literally oh, when yeah. she came in. Yep. Yeah. It's beautiful. So, yeah, such strength and um and joy. Like yeah. I mean, it was just I laughed so much just yeah. talking to her. Yeah. And I love so. the point she made that God was working for her even when she didn't know him yet. Yep. Yes. Yep. Like God's always working on our behalf, whether we recognize it or acknowledge it or even know he exists. Like right. it, uh, that just, the love of God blows me away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You guys, please, please, please go and pre-order, or maybe it's already out by now. I don't remember when this episode drops, but whatever you do, go to Amazon and um, search, but your mother loves you, how to overcome the cycle of toxic love and live your life without shame. Yes. This book, one, is going to make you laugh hysterically and will give you such a sense of awe for where Kim is today. Mm. So check out her book, But Your Mother Loves You, kimhoneycutt.com. And we will put links to her other sites, including ICU Talks um, and the research resource page for ICU Talks in the show notes. Thank you for listening this week. We can't wait to see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. Find The Collected Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Collected Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at The Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. Support for the Collected Podcast is provided by Clean Juice. Learn more at cleanjuice.com and be sure to check out their lifestyle arm at wellhappyandkind.com. Podcast recorded by Jacob Early. Music by Asaph Alon.